The Off the Huzzle Podcast would like to thank all their sponsors, TaylorMade Golf, Last Mountain Distillery, Molson Coors, Rubber Co., and Cutter and Buck Canada. Now, it's time for your starting lineup. The pro hockey player, Turner Ripplinger. The golf insider, Tori Coglin. The original co-host, Troy Koser. And your host, Drew Koser. Now, sit back and enjoy the podcast, Off the Hosel. Hey everybody, we're back from the episode Off the Hosel, episode 130. My name is Drew Koser. I'm your host, joined by Stat Guy Rip for the first time in a long time, but we're happy to have him on. No Troy today. We got Tori Coglin all the way down in Southern Alabama. Uh, Central. Fellas, we are back after a little hiatus. I was busy with hockey and training camp and getting everything going there. Tori was busy with college football. Uh, Turner was moving down to England to play some hockey. Uh, but we are back and, you know, better than ever. I mean, I feel great today. It's, I don't know what day it is. No, we'll just say, we'll just say it's like Wednesday because we're going to drop this on Thursday. So other than that, what is up boys? How are we? We are back. <laughs> we are back. We are getting Doug back. <clears throat> good. I'll go first, Tori. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. You guys don't all speak to once, please. <laughs> I miss Troy. No, I'm just sad because I miss Troy. Yeah. I mean, if we get, we're like, we're missing our drummer right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a good We're missing our bass. Yeah. Slapping the bass. Okay. So, yeah. What's what's new, boys? Are we, are all right, Turner. Ready to the interview? Or? I'll give her. Yeah. Back, back in full swing of the season here. Back in England. Just hanging out. How's it going? It's good. We played nine games so far. Won seven straight. Oh, boys, are, boys are buzzing now. Boys are buzzing. Yeah. It's a good time. Are you in regular season already? Yeah. Oh, how are yeah, you? We, we practiced for one week, not even a full week. Played two exhibition games and then just started playing regular season. Oh, okay. Well, right into it. Right into it. Tori, Any points yet? Pims? Okay, what do we what's our stat line look like? More Pims and points. More pins and points. Yeah. Work on it. Yeah, we'll work on it. We'll get there. Tori, you? What's what's happening? So cutting grass and watching football on, on Saturdays? Fuck yeah. Uh, cutting grass is a pretty much officially finished for the year. Everything's going dormant. So that's a little sad, but 8 o'clock Saturday morning, the show starts. Bang. How is Tide the, is rolling. How, even how, how is Alabama just, doing? Welcome to the fucking show. <laughs> That's what I said to my cat when I met him. <laughs> I whispered it so my kids couldn't hear it. But how, how Tide's undefeated. Guys, shocker. Hold him up like Santa. How many games? Five. I actually watched a YouTube video yesterday of their dressing room. Their yeah. Kind of sick. Me, hey, it's, an, hey, it's not bad, huh? Dude, all, all college facilities are nuts. Yeah. It looks like outer space in there. They were walking yeah. to the shoe room. Like, oh, there might be a couple of shoes. Yeah, these guys did cleats every day. <laughs> what would you like? It was, like it was, on it was on these locker inside their facility. I couldn't believe it. Fuck, it's better than Foot Locker, <laughs> dude. Just the food alone. Like, I wonder what I would pay a month just to be able to like go in and and eat what they're eating. Like, they get to eat like the greatest stuff ever and unlimited amounts of it. 
Yeah. I'd be so fat. Holy. <laughs> like, oh, steak for breakfast, steak for lunch, <laughs> steak for dinner. Yeah. Sprinkle in some strawberries. No. You didn't hear what I said? No, what you no I totally missed it. I'm sorry. And I think you wouldn't be an athlete. Like you say, you got so you get so fat. Like the reason why they're not fat is because they're fucking working out every day. Yeah. See, I, I'm just talking about the food part of it because I'm not into that working out every day thing. Yeah. Well, that's that's why they get the food because they work hard oh, for it. Oh, yeah. that's okay. So that's how it works. Okay. Well, we're back. Rip's yeah, we going. Tori's going. We're buzzing. Uh, before we get too far into this, though, we got to mention that this is the pre-show and it's brought to you by Rubberco. Rubberco was founded in 2021. It was made out of 100% recycled tires and has tons to offer. Offer rubber parking blocks, speed bumps, gym flooring, matting, so much more. Check out the website at www.rubberco.com. Follow us on social media at rubber.co and can call as well, 306-541-9840. Please think with your head and choose the right rubber. Always. A good decision. Looking at you, Turner. Let's, uh, yeah, open pit, boys. What we, we got lots here. We got some local golf. Uh, we had the Royal Regina versus the Washington Country Club in the Fraser Cup a few weeks back. Uh, we ended up tying, but retaining the cup. The drink out of it, yeah. Again, uh, a lot of. Fun. Oh, big deal. What's that noise? Uh, Turner, I, I don't know, uh, but Turner, how do you feel about them drinking out of the cup when they didn't really win? They tied. Okay. I don't know. I'd I'd like to. Even if even like uh I drink out of it. Like if I was with the boys, I don't care. I just don't like how they didn't do like any playoffs. Like I just don't get that. Like I, coach explained question. it to me. Yeah, I don't like that's my only question about the whole thing. Like I obviously that like, we retained it, so we're considered winners of keeping the winners of keeping the cup, I guess you'd say. Tori, you know maybe more. Why isn't there like it, is there playoff holes if a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup went to tie-tie? Like, going into the 18th hole, they, they tie? Ryder Cup, I don't think it's to, – to my knowledge, I, I've never seen it in the Ryder Cup. But in the President's Cup, in, I want to say, 2003, it did. Each team put a name in an envelope who was going to play. And then it, it turned out to be Tiger and Ernie. And they played, I think they went three or four holes. Yeah. And then it got dark. And then right. Jack Nicholas and Gary Player decided that it should just end in a tie. Both teams played great, yada, yada. U.S. retained the cup. They didn't win it, though. They didn't win it. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I guess we didn't We didn't win the cup. We retained it. So, Stay I mean, yours. what are you going to do with it? Just not drink out of it? I don't know. Mm, I just put like we retained it. We tied like a bunch of schmucks. We couldn't even beat Wascana. Hey, it was a good match. They you guys should you guys should adopt the the President's Cup thing because both clubs have some sick talent. Yeah, you have might one well... big dog out of on on both teams and have the rest of the boys riding carts in the each side of the fairway, opposite sides, chirping like, each other. Oh, yeah, just like a cheering section. Not gonna lie, I hit a big putt on eighteen. In my match, it was like 25 feet left to right, downhill slider, off the bank, off the McDonald's sign. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I had to, like, hit this putt. And then I guess I, I think it was like Ryan and Ty were, like, on Washington. They were like, oh, that's way past. 
and then like and then DK was like nope right in and it went and I was like I didn't fist bump I, I wanted to be like the TV guys are like let's go but I I mean it's like oh sorry those locals over there playing and then like yeah say hi so you me. made a 25 footer on 18 for birdie to win that to win oh right all I had to do was two putt to win but I thought I'd make it interesting yeah, you're okay. yeah. suck it that, that story just got way less exciting way cooler that's cool that you made the putt though made the putt but that yeah. match Whatever that feels like. Tie? Because Carson lost on 18 to what to Wags to tie. So if Carson Harcourt wins on 18, we win it outright. So yeah, I guess if I would have lost mine, he had to win the last hole, I guess, right? Uh, I thought he was from like down south. Carson Harcourt? Plays the road. I don't know. Okay. He's moved on since he's 13. Um, Yeah. So that was that. Tori, you have some information on the P- oh, PA put a beat down on Saskatoon in that one. I saw that was like thir- 14 and a half to like three. Incorrect. They put a beat down on Warman. Warman, sorry. Yes. Go on. Show me the stats. Uh, I don't I don't have the direct stats in front of me, but in the singles, it was out of con- it was like 14 and a half to three and a half. They yeah. overcame. They were and they were down one going into singles. And then just laid the wood to him. Home course advantage apparently in that series is a big one. Uh, Which, if yeah. you've ever played against PA guys in PA, yeah, they're gonna dust you up. Yeah, I, I want to see their teams. I didn't. I didn't see a list of their teams. I feel like that team would be just a wagon. Pretty much just all Hall of Famers. Not a big deal. <laughs> and then also there was um, uh, oh gosh. Anyways, I can't think of the sponsor's name, but um. Riverside versus Saskatoon Golf and Country Club, and Riverside came on top. Wow. Interesting fact in this match, and I actually called him on it. I asked I asked Dunphy if he felt like a traitor because he won it two years ago on Team Saskatoon and then won it this time on Team Riverside. Is that a dirtbag move? Like, I, I might have just been like, hey, you know, I'm going to sit this one out. They're, pay- they're paying, paying them money talk. Yeah, they might have paid them more. That's true. Give them a little like 50% off on like the month of May in the shop. So who's on Riverside? Is that like Justin Wood, Jimmy Ride, Mark Sweeney, Dunphy? Is that their team? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. They're okay. Saskatoon wasn't a weak team, though. No, they got Swanny and the boys. Matty yeah. Heath, probably. Yeah. Swanny. Swanny. I mean, club. Right before I came here, I loved it. Where? Saskatoon Country Club glove there right before I came here. It's a good track. Best cheese dog in the country. Chewy was working. Really? Yeah. Shining my clubs. Suck at Chewy. <laughs> All right. Uh, PGA, I want to quickly touch on. Tori, you might have the, the answer for me. Mackenzie Hughes gets it done this past weekend. Correct or incorrect? 1.4 in the bank. Bang. Canadian. Uh, good for him. In my neighbor's state of Mississippi, actually. Really? At the Sanderson Farms. Perfect. So Mackenzie Hughes, it wasn't a playoff, was it? He won it outright? I think he won by one over Sepp Straka, who is a member at Shoal Creek, where I partake in once in a while. So pretty cool. Mac Hughes wins. Uh, MLB, turn your kind of a baseball guy with Lola Troy. Aaron Judge, who did he tie? Was it? uh... No, he beat Roger Maris. Roger Maris, yeah. Beat him, now he's tied with? Nobody. There's no, he's so he's there's now a controversy right now. 
He's got the most home runs. Well, there's some controversy right now because there's three guys ahead of him that have more home runs in a single season. It's Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds. Steroids. And they've all been they've all they've all been caught with steroids essentially. Right. So people who are against the steroid area and stuff like that are saying that he's he should have the most home runs, like the record for of all time, like in a single season. Where do you guys sit with that in baseball? Um, I feel like it shouldn't matter because you still got to be a good ball player. Yep. I, I don't think that makes your contact any better. That's like no someone see. taking steroids and hitting every fairway. It's like, no, no it doesn't, it doesn't help that. that. Which sounds impossible. But at the same time, there was also – there was many other guys who were juicing. It just – they weren't hitting 73 home runs or whatever. They were That's a big thing. Adding 210, so, batting in a nine hole. Like, question the way for you guys. If, right? Like, was there a rule in the MLB saying that if you take this – or was it like there was no rule at the time? There was nothing. Okay. So for, a, for a while, there was nothing. And, and they yeah, might have been Barry juicing Bond. after that as well. See, I yeah. thought when Barry Bonds got it, then it was, it was just there was a rule came in right after he got the rule or got, got the record. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm dude, he was a bean pole when he got in the league. Yeah. Right. So then when, he, got when, jacked. He, when he captured the record of whatever it was, then there I thought there was a rule that came in that, hey, if you take steroids or any drugs that enhance your game, you'll be – you know, penalized or whatever, right? Correct? Yeah. Believe so. I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of exactly what you both said. It's like golf. If you were if you were jacked up on roids and you – I can throw it every every golf shot at 10 feet. Well, if you miss every putt, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not helping you that much. It's, so. Yeah. It's, yeah. Let's, say Br- let's say Bryson's juicing. Has it really – did it really help him that much? Like, he's – like, media-wise it has, but – his play is actually, to me, it's gotten worse. He was winning more before. Yeah. Like, he won that first, the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. But other than that, he really hasn't done a whole lot. Other than make a sh- boatload of money on the live tour. How, how many years or months until he just says, I'm going to be a long drive guy? I don't know, but he came second in the World Championships. <laughs> This weekend, that's that's pretty cool. I always see that. uh, I don't know. Oh, Berkshire. I always see him on like Instagram and stuff like that, and like he does like hold the holes, and he fucking birdies every hole. Apparently, why doesn't he play on the tour? Because he can't in real conditions. Yeah, like I just, I this guy drives me nuts. I I just don't like him. But I think it's just because I don't know. Drives me nuts seeing like he'll play a seven hundred yard par five. And fucking have a tap in birdie every time. Guys are nuts. No. Uh, Tori, before we get going into some NHL stuff here, would you mind giving President's a Cup. quick ad read on Bet99? That a boy, Tori. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, bud. Go to. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, go to Bet99. Get the app. Go to the. Go to the website if you want to. Um, Bet99, off the hosel, the number one, or hosel one, sorry. Drew is, oh, my God. Dude, you've, I don't sold, have the, me on, you've sold me on using Bet99 today. Uh, yeah. Use Bet99, uh, promo code off the hosel, numerical number one at the end. Check them out. Uno. Bet responsibly. 
know your limits, have fun. Matthew Barnaby loves to do it. He's a big ambassador for them. And so are we. And so is Austin Matthews. Have you heard of him? Uh, so bet 99 today. Okay. President's Cup. Let's go, Tori. Dude, it was so deadly. I know it, it didn't end up being as close, but there was a time. Did you guys watch it? Yes. There was a point on Sunday, and the, the commentators, like, the way the scoreboard was going, they're like, okay, if, you know, U.S. wins these two, they're three up in, good. They're at 13 and a half. But the rest were, like, all ties and, and team right. world. And it was like, this could get real interesting. And then I feel like the second they said that, U.S. just, like, turned on the turbo booster, pushed the shit. NOS button from Fast and Furious, and just went ape shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was good. It was. I wanted to have Chris Carley on. I don't know if he ever set that up for us. We can get him on, and I want to talk to him about just his experience. You know, being there, he you know he was in all decked out in Team Canada gear and apparel. Uh, you know, it looked like he had a lot of fun there for you know a handful of days. Um, you know, and, and honestly, they came close. Like it wasn't it wasn't a, a boat race by any means by Team USA. So they they should definitely leave that place their their head held high. No, that was awesome. Like. It looked like it looked like U.S. was going to crush, and then Saturday afternoon, when Europe turned it on, all of a sudden it, the game was back on. And the, you know, I'm just going to go on a little soapbox here. It kind of drives me crazy how all the the Golf Channel people and everyone in golf media was like, "U.S. going to hammer them, this and that, blah blah blah." World rankings, they have everyone inside the top 15 or or whatever the number was. I can't even remember, but or no. World had no one inside the top 15, something like that. I can't remember, but it doesn't matter. All these guys are there for a reason. Like, they're all world-class players. Like, they're all unbelievable. That'd be like, that'd be like Drew, if, 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 like, you name the player in Saskatchewan. It's like, well, let's say Ziggy. It's like, well, Ziggy hasn't won a provincial championship, so he can't beat me. Fuck. You want to play him in match play? Yep. 18 holes in match play? You think he, you know, like anything can happen. Those guys are all studs. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's a very honestly, hey, honestly, fine it, line. It goes back to just even even our our Fraser Cup. Some guys thought we'd boat race them. And newsflash, anyone can win on, on any, you know, especially golf. Like, one bad swing. Could ruin everything. Yeah. How many yeah. years ago was it when you guys uh swept them day one? Uh the last one. Is that the COVID year? Yeah, it was COVID yeah. summer. Yeah, we yeah, you just you guys just sweep them day one for cruise control. Yeah, we won six matches, I think, on the first day. It was yeah, yeah, that was bad. They were angry. Who's who's the captain for Wascana? This year? No, when you boated them. Think Zaba, I think. Nice work, Zabs. <laughs> Good squad. He actually had like the nice handsome bugger though. He had the oh, nicest yeah. shoes on the other, like the in the day two. Fuck, he's, he's a sharp dressed man. Old, yeah, he old. looks like he looks like Michael Bublé. <laughs> he's a man rocket. It yeah. was day day three, and it's like tight. Like we're up by half a point, and I'm on the putting green. And I'm like, oh, those are nice shoes, Zabs. Thanks. I'm like, where'd you get them? Like, oh, the Nike Stormix. Like, 
what, what do you plan to game a hoops later? Like they were like actual like basketball shoes, but they were so nice. I had to be like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Like they're actually nice. Like where'd you buy them from? I felt so bad for saying it. Like, Fuck, I wish you could rock. Hey, hey, let's play a game here. If Zaba wasn't a uh, financial guy and semi-pro golfer, what would his occupation be? I'm going to go first. Okay. Trophy husband going down red carpets and like doing like the perfect smile with like the background, you know? No, he would be a, a GM of a soccer, a professional soccer team in Europe. When they I like that a nice lot. Coat, yeah. Tight pants, lifting money, yeah. sick hair. He always has nice suits in all the pictures I see. Here, yeah, that's a good call. I'd say a pilot. Pretty good. Good pilots are good. Like I don't know why. It, like I feel like pilots are always like good looking dudes. I don't know if he's super athletic, but I'm gonna go uh, dark horse James Bond. Oh, now he's a killer. Love it. Yeah. Hand, hand he, model. Yeah, he could. He could probably kill. He probably has a few. He's just loving this right now in his vehicle. Yeah, different kills. He's already man. He's like, What's up, Zab? Listen to, listen to this interview. They're just stroking me off. Yeah, he's probably got a horn too. Just like the guy can't. Oh, miss. I bet. I bet he's got a rope and a half. <laughs> Just okay, like down the whole walk. The rich get richer, eh? The rich get richer. Oh, and he's good looking too. Oh, sick. What? What's and it? Here's here's what caps it all off. He's a lefty and just a smooth, smooth oh, lefty. Potter. Nothing better than watching a left-handed golfer. That's yeah, lefties look so much better than righties. I like behind him, like on the tee box, to be hitting golf balls in the range. I'll be doing this. Dude, be, being a lefty. Oh, I think I'm frozen. <laughs> oh, Sorry, yeah. sec. Being a lefty is like cheating. Like you automatically just have a sexy swing. Yep. Wonder how. Uh, I wonder if uh, Rick Lettingham's listening right now. He's probably loving this too. Slicker Rick. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Talking about Zap is rich. <laughs> that was brought to you by Rubber Go. Um, <laughs> okay, NHL. We got Leafs, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Winnipeg. Who else we got? Calgary. Calgary. Is that it? Seventeen. Vancouver. I don't know. Got it. Okay, say? let's go for the top. Let's go for the Leafs. What uh, mid or early preseason predictions? Leafs, where do we got them? Playoffs? First round bust? Yeah. Out of the first round? Who knows? Playoffs. Oh, yeah, they're making playoffs. I don't know what they could do, though. They could be a first round exit. They could be in the Stanley Cup final. They're okay. sick. And a quick note on the Leafs. Uh, Mitch Marner may or may not be filling in on the back end this year. Uh, thoughts from, from a Leaf fan and a hockey player? Uh, from a Leaf fan, I don't think he's capable of making a hit, so I don't I don't see how that would work real good. Uh, but, hey, you know what? Give it a shot. I still say deal him. <laughs> We're trading him now? I've been saying it for two years. Get rid of them. Okay. Uh, That's just my opinion. Okay, now you're least... actually play from a hockey player. He can't make a hit, so he can't play defense. What the fuck is that? Over and up, Tori. Over and up. Did, did, did you not just see Kale McCarr this year? That guy hasn't made a hit since he was 16 years old. Actually, our guest might not have made a hit since he was 16 either. Exactly. Um, and if he did, he apologized. Um, yeah. Okay, turn um, your thoughts on Marner playing in the back end. Uh, I don't mind it. I mean, like, 
if if he's not going to hurt you, why not have try and have your five best guys on the ice at the same time when it's not even a power play? And he's a he's a very intelligent hockey player, so he'll have no problem being in the right place, the right time, or like he won't get beat because he's defensively in a great position. But and he's also a forward. Defense is way easier than forward. So if you're a D man, listen to this. It is. Sorry. I played a month. Of, I played a month of defense. It's you don't skate as much. And yeah, he's he'll do fine because he's a smart hockey player. Hey, D man out there, uh, easy knowledge one one. When in doubt, glassing out and yeah. ups. Uh, you guys are still a big part of the team. It just and hit people. Yeah, and hit people. Okay, dude. Yeah. I played. I played until Bantam. Like I know everything. You're about fan, hey, you're like, hey, that's my guy. Yeah. What's that? Rock. He's a rock and soccer guy. Yeah. <laughs> big time. Yeah, he likes hey, to- by the way, by the way, Leaf prediction though, seriously, losing seven first round or losing seven third round. If they get past the third round, they're gonna go all the way to the third round, conference finals, and then just crush all all the hopes and dreams that I've ever had of seeing them raise a cup. Yeah, they're not winning the cup. My dad's a Leaf fan too. You guys are all pigeons. Edmonton playoffs. Yep. Yep. Anything to talk about there? Uh, got they got a chance. They went seven one the other night. Oh, Jack Campbell's in net now. Soup. Yeah, Jack Campbell, sick. He made a nasty skate. He's an upgrade. Everyone, actually, that's huge because everyone plays good when they leave Toronto. Yeah. Look at James Reimer. Look at Kadri. Montreal playoffs. Oh, that's tough. Probably not. No, no. They got smoked um, by the Leafs last night. You see the. I was watching this one TikTok thing or Instagram reel. And this guy's made, made, he does like, he makes fun of guys, but like, I don't know. He, he's cool on there, but like, he does interviews. Anyways, he's like, So, Nick, uh, how's it feel to be the name, you know, the captain of Montreal Canadiens? You know, he says, You know, it's, it's an honor, blah, blah, blah. So, how much do you speak in, or speak French? He's like, I don't speak a lick of French, um, you know, <laughs> this and that. I guess you're supposed to like speak like some sort of French. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're supposed to. But, anyways, he's nasty and they need him. So, Ottawa playoffs or not? Oof, right on the right on the line, dude. They could do some damage. I'm gonna say maybe. Yeah, they're sick. They got a sick roster. Winnipeg. No. 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 Calgary. Yep. Yes, they're better than they were last year. I'm putting. Oh, hot take! I just put Wagner. Oh, dude, that trade is an absolute joke. Yes, it is. It, like, we talked they, about this the last episode uh, four weeks ago. <laughs> oh, last episode four weeks ago? That trade's a joke. Like, Huberto's better than Kachuk straight up. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd take Kachuk as a Leaf fan. Well, this it depends on the team, though, too. That's a big thing. Depends on what you need. I would take Kachuk all day over Huberto. As a, on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Jonathan Huberto is one of the most... Dude, watch a high. I watched Huberto highlights the other week. Holy fuck, he's a player. He's sick. He oh, I'm not saying he's not at all. I'm just saying, as a Leaf fan, I would trade John Tavares and a first rounder and a second rounder to get Huberto. Honestly, I'd probably trade more for him. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you're even getting Huberto for that. I trade. Oh. I trade Tavares, a, a third line, a bunting. A first and a second for him. 
Oof. Dude, he's a fucking game changer. He had Dude, he's five apples last five years. Maybe I'm wrong on that stat, but he's had at least 95 points. And like you're going Kachuk, why? Because you think he's like tougher, or yeah, they, well, the Leafs have no grit. Huberto's tough. Yeah, he's okay. okay, he's French. <laughs> I'm kidding at all French people. <laughs> 85 apples last year. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> so did half of the Leafs roster, but where'd that get them in the playoffs when you have to be tough? Hey, on a, on a on a side note, how about I didn't know Paul Maurice is coaching in Florida now. Was there an announcement of that ever? Probably. He's the head coach. I just saw the evidently because you you just said you said it, so you found it out somehow. Well, I was watching Sports Center. It was like head coach. I'm like, but it was like it wasn't like a breaking news. It was just like an interview. Like they popped up like head coach Paul Maurice. I'm like, weird. Left Winnipeg and did not know that. Oh, you got gas. Um. Okay. Elabot's out of there soon too. They're going to be trash. They got zero defense. No, just your boy, Neil Pion. Um, who, what else we got here before we go to our guest today? Uh, uh, RIP Queen Elizabeth. Where do you guys stand on the royal family? <laughs> huh? You like that one? There's a... Uh, oh, honestly, surprise. You know, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It, they, they start some controversy. They're hit or miss over here. Some people love them. And then, like, guys on my team, the Brits on my team, they're like, we don't really care. Like, we haven't really heard about them. To me, they're, they're just, 15. like, mascots. Like, almost. Does that make sense? It's just like, hey, Royal, one, like, England, yeah, cool. It used to be a big deal, but now it's just, like, uh, it's – just... <laughs> there's a Royal tax here, though. So, like, every person over the eight, age of 18 pays oh. $7 – to the royal family. Oh, every if I year. lived there, I'd be pissed. Every $7? year, pay seven dollars. There's 67 million people in this country. That's a couple million bucks there. Are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah, I, literally, I, people I, are just I honestly. Yeah. I don't know enough, Tori, to answer that. No, that was, that was I don't a know. Straight up question, too. What are your What is your take on the royal family? No, like, what do you thought? Like, did you do you, Do you care about like? Because some people are like really into it. And you know, I will I will watch the it history. on the TV. Like, yeah, I I understand the history, but I, I've I've watched like I watched the the funeral, and then I you know I went on with I did. Yeah, London was mayhem here. Like, I heard Turner Turner showed up 4 p.m. the day before to get in line to to see her lay in peace. Me and Beckham standing in the queue together. Yeah, it's not. By the way, you don't stand in line here. You stand in the queue. Okay, are are his hands as big as I heard? Like when you were holding them, was it noticeable or? Who's yeah. No, Who's that's cool. I, uh, I actually went to a soccer game. Tori was sick. Oh yeah, tell us about that. That was sick. It was nasty. So we went to I went to England Germany uh, World Cup game. Ninety thousand people in the stadium. It's one of the biggest stadiums in the world. It's sick. What was it? Called? The World Cup's going on. It's about to like it was exhibition, but like. Oh okay. What was it? What was the start, stadium called again? Wembley. Not Wembley. 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 Wembley, home of the 1994 WrestleMania. Really? SummerSlam. Yeah. Here. British Bulldog fought Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> I wasn't even born yet. No return. No. Okay. Uh, that's a, This is a great This is a good pre-show today brought to you by Rubberco, our uh, first, yeah. uh, first episode back in a while. 
Uh, anything else we got here, boys, before we go to our guest today? I got a new cat on Sunday. That's pretty cool. Oscar? Oscar, a.k.a. Cowboy. Stormer, 1-0. Won our season opener. Oh, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You need to get John St. John, whatever, from... Uh... Shorzy? <laughs> yeah, from Shorzy. Okay. That's all. Uh, our guest today, you know, we took it, like I said, three and a half weeks off. I was busy with training camp and getting all that stuff figured out. Turner was busy moving away. Tori was busy, you know, I don't know what he was doing, but he was a young family and busy all the time. Um, I celebrated my 27th birthday a few weeks ago. And I think Tori's wife had a birthday, I think. Wife and daughter. Back to back days. So a lot has happened. Oh, that's lucky. But we thought we would have a sick guest on today. Um, yeah. Shocker. From, you know, from Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. We like those Boston guys. We just hit it off with them somehow. I don't know what it is, but. Uh, We're assholes too, man. You know, I think yeah, Saskin, Saskin, Mass people are kind of the same. We're just gritty. I feel like we're exactly the same. You know, he's played oh, over 1,100 NHL games. He only missed 140. Um, fuck boys, but I'm pretty pumped this one. What did he play? Like 900 some straight? Yeah, and then the coach scratched for, for a quick nine. Thanks, thanks for coming out. Um, funny as shit. He can golf. He wears dunks on the course. Uh, he's a lefty. He spray paints his twigs. He's the sound master. He is like the most polite defenseman I've ever heard in the NHL. Like, Thank you. The puck there. Thank you. Like just, he's playing adult safe in the in the NHL. Like that's unbelievable. That, that even makes sense. Like his the way he's out there just playing and just buzzing around, doing his thing. Like he looks like he's having a time. And now he's retired now, and he looks to sit back and do nothing. I'm assuming. Like into some media. But uh, our guest today is KY3, a.k.a. Taste Yandel. Easy boy. Easy boy. Easy boy. Corey, give us your, your best impression of Keith Yandel before we send it over to. I can do his brother way better. I can't. I don't know about. Do a BY for us. <laughs> I swear to God, there was a family of squirrels that came out of the back of the Kosovo mobile. In a bag of Doritos. <laughs> I can't remember the rest of it. It'll be all right, BY. Oh, and Jolly Ranches. Jolly Ranches. And give us a, It'll give us be a, all right, BY. We'll get is, there. I can't wait to ask him about String Bean, who that guy is. So, uh, oh, yeah. okay, we're going into episode 130 with an absolute legend, I think, in the hockey world and in the media world now. Uh, he's going he's gonna to do great things. So, here it is, Keith Yandel. We hope you enjoy it. Off the Hosel is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, 
you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter and Buck on all their social media platforms. All righty, we're pleased to have on today from Boston, Massachusetts, a Cushing grad. He's freshly retired from the National Hockey League. <laughs> He's played over 1,100 NHL games, the sound master, a solid golfer, and overall an absolute beauty. Uh, after all that, we're excited to have on today, Keith Yandel, KY3. Uh, Keith, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And um, by good golfer, I think you mean very average golfer. But I'm going to be good. I give myself a year and I'll be good. Well, we've seen you play. You can get around the course, all right? Yeah. Keith, what do, you, what do you define as good? What's good in your books? Good in my books would be, I think if you're a four, four or five handicap and under, I mean, obviously anything under that is really good. I think under four is really good. I think four, five, six is good. And then, you know, kind of seven, eight, nine, ten. that's kind of average and then you know if you're over that it's you got some work to do i'm with you i think a lot of people don't realize how many people can't break 85 if they're actually keeping score yeah that's the thing like if you when you play ball and hole like you're if you say you're an eight handicap like you're you're not shooting uh 82 83 like you're shooting a 90 yeah yeah you know, it's, it's, it's when you get out there playing with your buddies and, you know, oh, yeah, mine's the next one's good. And then you blow it by the hole or whatever the case is. So my thing is um, that that's why I think like the the three fours, those guys, th those are the good players that can, you know, make those putts inside three, four feet, you know, at consistency. That's the that's the tough part of the game, I think. Nail guns. Uh, there, there ain't no double max when you're in the state championship. Yeah. One of my one of my best buddies down here, he's um he played college golf. Uh he played like mini tour stuff and uh he wins the club championship down here every year. And he's he was playing in like the US mid-am or whatever it was. I can't remember the the tournament. And he was leading going into like the 17th hole and had a nine on 18. And it's just like, you know, it happens. You know, you you, you lose a ball you blow one out of bond you get stuck in a trap you can't get out of and you know it's a couple bad shots you're done yeah that's true hit on a snickers bar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay uh so we took a little hiatus you know for about three weeks here keith and you haven't done a podcast so this is a hall of famer guest we talked talk to tori about this i said this is big time um you know we're happy you came on today and you know first you're fresh or retired you know how's the transition been so far you know how's life what's happening you know, what are you up to? Uh, it's been really good. It's, um, you know, summertime did a whole lot of nothing. It was a lot of, a lot of family time because I was away last year with, uh, you know, the, the family stayed in Florida and I was in Philly playing. So um, the summertime was kind of catching up a lot with, um, you know, family time and spending time with them. Um, you know, now that they're back in school, I've been able to get out on the golf course a little bit. It's still a little bit too hot down here to golf kind of every day. You can kind of get beat up by the sun a little bit. So I've been once or twice a week, but I think starting this week, I'm, I'm going to play three days this week. And I'm hoping to play three or four times a week uh, from here on out and then get my handicap low. You Fuck, playing a Jordan's course? That question. What's that? I said, how many times have you answered that question over the last couple of weeks? That's uh, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. But, so, uh, you, is, is the Grove your home course? 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm at the Grove, and then I'm at a course here in Fort Lauderdale called uh, Coral Ridge. That's it's like five minutes down the street. It's more of like a family friendly place. Uh, really good golf course, though. Um, so you know, I'll, I'll get up to Grove twice a week, and then play at the other place probably twice a week. Hate it for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Keith, uh, you're born in Boston. And before we get to your, your hockey career, uh, I want to dive into a young Keith Yandel, you know, sorts of things that you were doing as a youngster, hockey, ball, golf, you know, growing up with your bro who we, we, we've had on, BY. You know, what was the competitive nature like in the household? Uh, just, yeah, just walk us through a young Keith. Yeah, so Brian was um... – he's three years older than me. And then we have a sister in between us. Um, and me and her were really close growing up. Brian didn't really talk to us too much, probably until I'd say when he left to go to high school was really like one of the first conversations I really had with him. He was kind of, uh, he was mean to me, um, beat me up all the time. Like we shared a room for probably, I don't know, 12 years. And nothing you couldn't get anything out of him but now he's like the nicest guy in the world like so good to me but uh yeah he, he was tough on me when I was a kid stuck me in goalie at, um you know I was a goalie till I was like 12 11 or 12 because he would just stick me in the net um fire pucks at me uh you know I was just kind of his test dummy but me and my sister would kind of uh give it back to him a little bit she was a good athlete as well. So, um, you know, at least I had her on my side a little bit more. And, uh, but yeah, it was good. Our, our neighborhood was great. Uh, a lot of kids were always like, no one was ever inside. Um, you're outside till, yeah, well, so my dad, my dad worked midnights till um, 9 a.m. So we, he would sleep a little bit there. He, he, and then he coached, he coached hockey too. So he would sleep like from, say, three to five. And, you know, when you got out of school, so we could never be in the house because he'd be sleeping and in a small house, you didn't want to wake him up. So we, um, we would always be outside playing, whether we were at someone's house playing, you know, street hockey or uh, wiffle ball in the backyard. But yeah, I give a lot of our athletic credit to, um, you know, just being outside and playing. I love it. Keith, where did, where did the nickname Kevin come from for your sister? I've always wondered that. So, <laughs> she so like I said my dad coached um high school hockey and remember like the track pants you would get and it would say like the kid's name on the yeah. on the oh, leg yeah. and she she wore um she had like this one I don't know if it was like a smaller kid on my dad's team or someone who quit but my dad gave the sweatpants to my sister and they said Kevin on them so we just always <laughs> called her Kevin. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. But she she was tough as nails back in the day. She used to beat my head in. It was bad, but uh, she's a sweetheart now. Mine held a knife to my throat one time. Fun fact. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's not about me. Yeah. No, we want to hear it. <laughs> I can't go into it. Uh, he's probably get arrested. Turner, go ahead. Okay, so we're going to go into uh... – your junior hockey career, you know, um, obviously we all know. I actually was looking at your Wikipedia. It's so funny, the first line. An amateur, Yandel originally intended to play college hockey at the University of New Hampshire, where his older brother, Brian, was already playing, but he struggled academically throughout high school and was denied admittance. True. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I just think it's so funny. Yeah, obviously the junior way is the way to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, walk us through it. I 
I usually say the uh, the colleges couldn't afford me back then, but now <laughs> now they get paid, right? So I I would have yeah. been good now. No, I had um, I had to do a summer class to uh, get into school to get into college. I had to do two classes in the summer, and I the first class it was like a Monday night, and I didn't realize it was like a four hour class. So I got in, and there was like an hour in, the teacher was like, "All right, you can uh, you guys have a quick break," and it was all like older college kids, like whatever. A lot of like yeah. uh, older people getting their high school degree and whatnot. So everyone's outside smoking cigarettes, just hanging out. And I, uh, I called my mom on the payphone. I said, I, I can't be doing this. Like, I can't be going to school. This is too much. Like sitting in a classroom for four hours. I was like, you got to come and get me. She's like, what are you going to do? I was like, ah, I don't know. I'll go play junior hockey. And she's like, what is that? You know, just <laughs> kind of explain it to her. And then I think two, I was drafted by Chikudami and they didn't really you know it's kind of like really french speaking town um they didn't have a lot of money so they kind of i think the league kind of set a play in uh, uh where they were going to either trade me to moncton or quebec and uh landed in moncton and it was a uh, best decision for me yeah you what do you have 90 points that year and when they went all the way to the Memcap, right yeah we yeah, we, we hosted the Mem Cup, but we also won the Quebec League. Wow. Uh, and then we lost to Quebec in the finals, who we had beaten in the Quebec League final. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun year. We had Teddy Nolan as a coach. Um, wow. They treated us. He, he said it in the beginning of the year. He's like, we're going to treat this year like it's the NHL. Like, we, we flew private to games. Um, anything out of the Maritimes, we flew private to. Uh, they treated us unbelievable. Um Robert Irving, the owner there, was first class. Everything it, it, it was unbelievable, and uh, just kind of getting a little bit of a taste to pro hockey for me was, you know, because I came from high school where you're playing. I think we played 22 games a year or something like that to playing. Yeah. What's junior? I think 70, 70 72. Yeah, so it was, it was a big adjustment adjustment for me. I had no idea that was before like the internet and all that stuff. It wasn't like I didn't I didn't know anything. I was just going into it blind, um, went up there with, uh, my hockey bag and a small suitcase, not even knowing if I was going to stay and, you know, stayed the year. And we had a really fun team. Um, you know, guys, I still talk to, to this day. So it, uh, it was, it was the right decision for me. That's for sure. So that must be crazy. That's something I've never thought about. Like that, like in the dub, they talk about the long bus rides and stuff, but if you're in the Maritimes, like travel's got to be hellacious. Yeah, so we we were um, you, you had who was it? It was us, uh, St. John's, um, Halifax. Um, who else? So there there were some teams that were close, but then you know you got to go to Victoriaville, um, you know, Chicoutimi, Baycomo, like those places are hard to get to, right? So yeah. it was if you're busting that, it would have been brutal. And luckily, I didn't have to do it. I only did the one year there, so it was uh, it was nice, but. Yeah, you hear a story about those guys in the dub bussing 36 hours and then, you know, eating a Timmy, Hort Timmy Horton's uh, bagel before a game and just get right into it. That's, I don't know how good I would have done on that. Different breeds. So, Keith, you played, you played high school hockey and then after that you went right to Moncton? Yeah. You played the one year there and then you were right to the show. You yeah. Played, played a handful of games in the American League, but then you played right away. Yeah, I think I think I started. I think my first year. I think I started the year in the NHL. I can't really remember. I'm pretty sure I played like the first like I don't know. I want to say 
five, six games yeah. or something like that. And then got sent down. Because uh, back then there was a rule if you played like more than 10 games or whatever it was, 12. Yeah, it was 10 games, I think. It, then it, it had something to do with your like uh, free agency. So they sent me down and then, um, you know, so I think that was good for me too. Got a taste of the NHL and was like, okay, once I got sent down, I was like, if I ever get called back up, that's it for me. Like I got to figure it out. And it got called up. Well, the next year, I guess it was the next year. And, um, you know, kind of the rest is history. So you get drafted to the, you know, now the Arizona Coyotes, but Phoenix Coyotes in the fourth round, 105th overall, you know, first, I guess, how cool was that for you? And then obviously your family. And then, you know, you didn't have a, you, you had literally a cup of coffee in the American league. And then for what, 13 years, 12 years it was in the national league. So maybe walk us through just the draft experience itself for you and, and your family. Yeah, that was, that was crazy time. It was, um, I remember my parent, it was the lockout year 05 and it was my junior year of high school. So it was kind of like, um, yeah, I didn't really know where I was going to go. I had gone to the combine and stuff like that. It kind of, uh, I had gotten to a little bit of trouble off the ice before that. Um, so I was kind of falling a little bit, but I, I, I just didn't know where I was going. And, um, it, my parents went out that day, bought a computer and we got, had to get like the dial up internet to find out like when you were getting picked and it was like a lag. So you didn't know. And like, it would just, but the draft was all in one day that day. So it was like, you'd see the first pick, it's like Sidney Crosby. And then like 20 minutes would go by and then like, you know, 15 guys, they would show. So it was, it went, it was really hectic. We had a ton of people at the house. Um, and then um, the phone rang and it was, I forget who was working for the uh the coyotes back then their pr guy they were like uh wayne gretzky's gonna be calling you and i'm like why would wayne gretzky be calling me i had no idea he was the coach there you know and um so yeah just kind of, and then the next is i think the week after that i think we went out to rookie camp um i had never worked out once in my life um just kind of went out there and played um that summer I thought I was going back to high school and then uh, decided before that I wasn't and I was up in Moncton then I went to camp I went to NHL camp still hadn't worked out um, so it was kind of my first time ever going to an NHL camp I hadn't worked out I'm with guys like Brett Hull um, you know just like legends of the game in the locker room and I'm like what am I doing here but um, I think I did okay that first training camp as a young kid um, and then next year I, I knew a little bit what was going to happen i went out and lived out in phoenix and uh you know trained with all the guys out there and you know it was kind of i didn't know what i'd stayed in a hotel by myself just it was right down the street from the uh, i stayed at the uh, like a la quinta it was terrible but um stayed at a stayed at a hotel walked to the to the gym every day all the guys were older guys like 30 years old like shane doan derek morris all those guys so um, you know, they, they had their own family stuff going on. So I just kind of hung out around ASU and, um, you know, kind of made some friends and, you know, had a good time. It sounded like a terrible time. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I bet you made a few friends at ASU. I did. Yeah. I actually, I used to go to classes with guys. It was hilarious. It was, I would just sit in because those college classes are so big, right? You can just, yeah. Yeah. Even, even just know. grab a notebook and walk around campus. It was fun. <laughs> can you imagine cool. playing in that barn now? It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. It actually will be kind of sick for him. 
Yeah, it'll be fun, fun experience for hopefully just a year, and then they get a better building. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Boys, Keith, you said something earlier, and and I didn't want to interrupt anybody or jump too far ahead, but um, you mentioned your family stayed in Florida when you went to Philly, and like these guys aren't married or have kids. Like, how was that dynamic? You know, going to them, going to Philly without them. Like, I know you lived with Hazy, but like that had to have been tough on the family because I'm guessing you've always lived with them throughout your career. Yeah, it, it was. It was, um, you know, luckily and the kids are a little older. They're 11 and nine. So it would have been really tough when they were young. And, um, you know, luckily my my wife's, a, you know, she's a G. She held it down for the whole year and kind of just didn't complain to me about anything. And Honestly, I was very lucky to be living with Hazy too, because there were times where I was like, all right, this is, I, I can't handle this. I want to be home. Like, you know, it was, it was tough. Uh, there were some tough times, but, um, you know, living with Hazy really helped. And then, you know, my wife not complaining and, and, you know, yelling at me for being away really, uh, really helped as well. Gotcha. Keith, where's your first game? Walk us through the, the whole day. First game was in, in Detroit. Um, Sick. Yeah, that's when they were loaded too. They had everyone. Um, was that like Fedorov and like Holmstrom and Draper and those guys? Or is that like too far? Yeah. No, no, that was all that. Uh, was Fedorov might have been in Columbus, but uh, I don't. Like I can't remember if Fedorov was there. It was definitely like Mulpey, Draper, Lindstrom. Um, yeah, playing in the D zone. Yeah, Zook. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I remember once we we lost nine to one, and I'm pretty sure I was plus one, which <laughs> was tough to do. But I also was out there against like Draper, Malpe, and McCarty, so I wasn't yeah. I, I wasn't on the ice when Datsuk and Zetterberg and uh, Shanahan, whoever was on that team, I wasn't out there when they were out there. But uh, yeah, it, it was a it was a game when I think it was like six nothing after the second and, and Wayne came in not happy, obviously. And I was like, Oh man, this is going to be it for me. Like one game, like this is not good. But um, yeah, my whole family, my parents were there. Uh, a couple of my uncles, um, you know, we stayed at a Ritz for obviously the first time I'd ever stayed at a Ritz. I was like, what is this? So, you know, I had a nice, uh, you know, bathrobe in, in, in the, in the bathroom. So yeah. It was there was a lot a lot of good things about it. I wish I remembered more from it. I just kind of remember the whole thing being a whirlwind and um, you know exciting times. Okay, first goal now. Who'd you score on? You know that first goal was uh, I can't remember who it was against. It, I know it was against Philly. I, uh, was it Nidamaki? Was he the goalie then? Oh, Nidamaki. That's, That's a thick mass too. Black cage. Yeah. I, uh, I'm pretty sure it was him. I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know it was against Philly. It was kind of like, a. I think it was Sammy Kapanen him walking up the wall and kind of shot one at the net and it went off the back wall and I was pinching down and it came off the back wall, like kind of right to me. And I, I was able to put it in and, um, Thanks. yeah, it was, uh, it, that was definitely fun. And, um, you know, wasn't many more after that. So. This now I'm jumping backwards here. I forgot to ask you earlier. Um, after your sixth skateboarding career, is was there? And you chose hockey, obviously. Was there any um, defenseman in the league that you kind of like wanted, you know, to emulate your game after, like Uwe Krupp or Paul Bizonet or some, you know, yeah. big big uh, names like that. The, the, so my 
my big idol growing up was Ray Bork, just obviously being in Boston. And then um, his son, Chris, is one of my best friends. So when they when Colorado won it in 2001, uh, Ray came back and he coached us in high school. So that 2002, 2003 year, his first year not playing in the NHL, he was our D coach at Cushing. So Sick. it was kind of that's handy. Yeah, it was for me, like he was so hands on with me. And I don't know if he saw something in me, whatever the case was, he was, he was so good to me and uh, taught me so much at such a young age that it was uh, that that step for me from like 16 to 17, 18, just from having him was, was huge. Just the little things he would tell me about whether it was just angling guys and, you know, Ray wasn't a too physical of a guy, but he was just always in position. Um, you know, in my mind, I think he's the best defenseman ever or top three and probably everybody else's um, uh, top five. But he uh, he he taught me everything. Um, and uh, I'm forever uh, grateful for him. I don't know if you ever heard of a good Sasky boy named Bryn Ashton. He played for like 18 different teams in the league for about 15 years. But I asked him one time playing golf with him, who was the best defenseman he ever played against? And he said Ray Bork. Yeah. He was just, I mean, in if you see him, even when, you know, he was playing, like he is so big and thick and low center. Like he's not too tall. He's probably six feet, but just like he, he's built like that bag behind you. Uh, just the old tailor-made pro <laughs> stock bag. Uh, so he he's, you know, it, and everything, like his offensive numbers are insane. Uh, just everything about him was, was, was special. Keith, you spent eight seasons with Phoenix. You know, obviously the the experience in itself playing that many years there, you know, nice weather, perfect, right? Golf after practice. But, you know, Turner mentioned off, you know, in our pre-show, you know, you played like so many seasons in a row with 82 games, you know, and I, I see it now even coaching, you know, a smaller market junior team, guys are always injured. How, how did, how did you, you know, maybe prepare differently or how did you not get hurt? Was it, I don't think it's luck. I mean, I'm sure you played and you played a lot of minutes, a lot of nights too. Walked us through to say, you know, are you, you played a lot of full seasons. Not yeah, I, th I think the biggest thing was um, you, my dad back in the day, he always would tell us like how to protect ourselves and how to, you know, because when I was young, I was small and, you know, one of the small kids on the ice. And I think it's different now. I'm pretty sure my brother told me it's different now. You can't hit till maybe like, I don't know, 15 or 14. Yeah, 14, 15, yeah. yeah so I think for us, like we played, we played in a league, you could hit from mites or whatever the first league is, Tim, Tim, Tim bits for you guys. Right. Uh, you could hit from then on and, you know, you're playing against kids that are huge, like for that age. And I, you know, he, his big thing was always just how to use your body to protect yourself and take away guys speed. If they're coming in on the four check, how to, you know, make one fake and, you know, not get hit as hard as you probably would if you kind of took a bad angle at it. So he was big on that. And, you know, that's why I think now like the younger kids, um, you know, especially the first day, if, you, if you're not, if you're not getting hit as a young kid and, and expecting it, you can kind of, uh, it can come out of nowhere. And like someone you get, you get caught in the train tracks by a big kid coming down the wing or something like that. Like it's, it's, it's watch out time, you know? Right. What? <laughs> No, I, got, I just got it. You, uh, you spent so obviously a lot like Arizona and then a lot of years in Florida. I'm, I'm asking a biz question here. You go to 
you go to Pennsylvania for one year and then you quit. Was it because of the state tax? <laughs> I don't you even got know tired of that making, after one year. I don't even know if I was making enough money last year to get taxed on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Radio's no, blowing him. Yeah. No, the New, New York was when I really felt it. Leaving, uh, leaving Arizona to go to New York and the state tax and the cost of living, that was that was a uh, a, a, a world-changing uh, experience. But coming down to Florida, and hence why I still live here now, is, um, you know, the Bissonette, no state tax. I feel like if he keeps mentioning it, they're going to start taxing us down here. So I'm going to tell him to shut up. Dude, I can't, I can't imagine even, be, like, being a rookie, say you're making 1.1 in New York City. That, making, that's yeah. like nothing nothing yeah i mean you're paying you're paying if you're living in the city you're paying crazy amount of money for rent and it's you get nothing um every meal is expensive there so you're if you put if you're playing making league minimum you're not you're coming home and maybe working that summer yeah that's bananas uh keith i want to ask about florida so you you play with some players like hubert o barkov um what was it like to play with those guys? And, and you were still in your prime there playing there. And you guys had some good runs. I, I've said it for a long time, I think, and Turner said earlier too, but Huberto, I think he's one of the top five players in the league. He's just – Yeah, not even close. We don't yeah. see a lot of games because it's the Florida Network or whatever up here in Canada, but, like, this guy's going to do damage, I think, for Calgary. Um, you know, what, what's it like going to the rink with those guys every day? You know, obviously yourself, but, you know, playing and practicing with those guys. Yeah, he. Uh, I, the big thing that I saw from those guys when my first year here, when Yager was here, and it was Huberto, Yager, and Barky on a line, and they were like they got the puck in the offensive zone, and it was down there for a minute and a half easily, or you know until the goalie tied it up. Like they 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 were so good together, and then you know I think the biggest credit to to Hubie is the last few years he hasn't really played with Barky, and you know if you put you put Turner out there with Barky he's getting 30 so he can play with he can play with anyone right so he uh Barky's a guy that just changes like whoever he plays with is going to have a good year and um but but yeah he's he's a joke and I think with with Hubie he just makes everybody around him better he's probably and it's not like I always said Ray Whitney was probably one of the best uh, forward passers that I ever played with. Um, and Hubie and Ray Whitney are like they're neck and neck and Hubie might like they're two of the best passers I've ever seen in the game. And really Ray Whitney's a thousand point guy in the NHL as a small guy and, and, you know, played in during a time where there wasn't a ton of goals too. So he, um, I think, I think Hubie's going to do some, some serious damage up there and, and, um, you know, obviously he's going to be playing with good players as well. So the, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta watch out for him, but, but, but Barky's Barky's probably the biggest horse I've ever seen playing. He just wants to play 26 minutes a night. He'll skate after the game. He'll go in on an off day skate. He, this guy's all hockey all day, every day and an absolute stud. So after a game ends, he's like, after everyone leaves the building, he's on the ice. Yeah. They had to tell him the one year, they had to tell him to stop doing it, like stop going on the ice, like basically take away his key to the rink because he would go, he'd be there till the trainers would have to stay there. You know, obviously they're there at the game, but he they'd be there till like two o'clock in the morning and he's in the gym. Like he, he would shoot a medicine ball. He had a medicine ball. It's 20 pound medicine ball. He would shoot it against the wall as like his warm up. Just do, do me a favor, grab a, a 
20 pound ball and try to shoot it against the wall. Like even the best guys that we, you know, the strongest guys in the NHL can barely do it. And he is rifling it off there. He's just, <laughs> he's a different breed, man. He's one of the best I've ever seen. And he uses the longest stick in the world. That thing looks. Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah. uh, he could, he could, he could play D if he wanted to. He is a good two way center. Yeah. He's smarter. Uh, Keith, yeah. Keith, I've heard a bunch of, a bunch of your interviews on other podcasts. I, I don't think I've ever really heard of you talk about international play. Like how many times did you wear the stars and stripes? Um, so we won the, I played on the, what's that tournament? They just had it. Is it the oh, Ivan, Ivan Holanka? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, we won, we won the gold in that. Um, I don't even remember what year it was. And our team was not great. Like Canada had uh Sid, uh, Sid was younger on the team, but they had Sid. I remember like Cam Barker was on the team. He was a stud when we were younger. Um, Medicine Hat Tigers. They had a kid named, uh, I'll never forget, Wacy Rabbit. I don't know. You remember that? (laughs) He played in Saskatoon. This guy was an animal. He was the first guy I ever seen. He would take face-offs with both hands. He would like flip it over. Now a lot of guys do it, but he was the first guy. I'm like, what is this guy doing? But, uh, they, they were loaded, and we ended up finding a way. Actually, I think Corey Schneider was our goalie. That's probably why we won. Um, but that was the first time I, I never – because I never played um, – I never played summer hockey, so I never got – I never played for, like, those uh, USA teams or, you know, the mass select stuff like that uh, that would turn into the USA tryout. So I never never did that. And then I played uh, one world championships in, in – um, Cologne, Germany. That was probably, I don't know, 2012, maybe. I'm shocked you never played Olympics. Were you ever close or like did yeah. you have hopes to and all that? Yeah, I think the the one in um what was it? What was the one that Wit was on? Was that Sochi? Or Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. So Vancouver, Vancouver yeah. and Sochi. Uh, I believe I was um from what I've heard, anyways, was one of the last cuts, but who knows? Still sick though to be to be to be thought about though. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh Keith, okay. So you finish up in Philly, play with some of your buddies, you know, Hazy, Atkinson, and then you know, obviously touch on just maybe like the last year, you know, the overall like this you know, standings wasn't great for the team itself. But you know, your last year in the league, playing with some of your buddies, and then I don't know if you want to touch on it if already if you're allowed to, I'm sure you are, but the Iron Man streak. Uh, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but yeah, your last year in the league. Yeah, it was um, honestly going into that to that year, um, we had high hopes in, in Philly on paper, a really good team, and then we just got absolutely dummied by injuries. Like, yeah, big guys out, Couturier out pretty much all year, uh, Ryan Ellis out pretty much all year, Cam was out for a bit, Hazy was out for pretty much the whole year. Um, trying to think who else, like. Uh, Scott Lawton was out for a bit. Um, young Uzi, Joel Farabee was out for a bit. Um, so, I mean, you're missing, when you're missing guys like that, it's tough to, to make some damage, but, um, you know, I think it, it, we had, we had, I mean, it might sound bad, but we had a blast. Like the, those guys, we had a, so much fun. They were a great group of guys. Um, you know, I've, I've been a part of some teams where, you know, when it's going south, teams turn on each other, but, that group in there, everyone stuck together. Everyone was, uh, you know, good teammates, good fun to be around. No one was, you know, selfish trying to, you know, do stuff for themselves. Um, 
you know, a team that really cares about the organization and what they, what they uh, have to bring. Um, you know, I'm excited for them this year. Hopefully they uh, turn around, make the playoffs. I'll be rooting for them, but uh, yeah. Uh, what was the second part of the question? I oh, the just Iron- brought up the Ironman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So obviously it was, it was, it was great to, to break the record, which will last for maybe two weeks. And uh, once the season starts, <laughs> but uh yeah, no, it was great. It was a, it was a fun day. All my family, friends, a um, bunch of my coaches growing up, aunts, uncles, kids I grew up with. Like, I think it was in the middle of the week in New- in Long Island. Like, I didn't know anyone was coming. I didn't ask anyone. Um, everyone just kind of surprised me. So that was probably the, one of the coolest things that uh, that happened to me over my career. Just seeing the support from uh, family and friends. Um, obviously, my wife and kids were there, which um you know meant the world and my parents um my brother and sister and their kids came so it it was a special special day and um you know I think like the getting scratched for me it it was I honestly didn't I I probably I definitely deserved to be scratched I was playing terrible so it's not like one of those things where you know I was playing good and they scratched me just to do it um I wasn't playing well um you know i learned from at a young age as Shane don't always said uh you know this league doesn't owe you anything uh you got to earn everything and um you know even if I I knew it was my last year so I just you know just tried to help out the young guys you know the kid the kid Ronnie uh Ronnie Attar that played the game like I remember him telling he's like man I felt so bad I don't want to be doing this and I'm like dude it's your first NHL game have fun like it's going to be a blast you're going to play hopefully a thousand more but um yeah, it was for me. It was just kind of it business. It is what it is. And if I uh, if I was deserving to play, I probably would have been mad, but I wasn't. You you, you had mentioned um, how good the locker room was there. What what did you think of, of Torts's comments saying he needed to get the locker room in a better place? Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's um, you know just the guy that I, I think when. You, whenever a team doesn't do good, you, you kind of look for anything and he hadn't been around the team yet. Um, but th- that group of guys is, like I said earlier, like they want to win so bad. They want to win for not only themselves, but like they, like for the city, like guys love playing in front of those fans. Like they can be a little unruling sometimes, but guys, you know, enjoy it. And, um, you know, I think their leadership that the, the group of guys that they have in there is, some of the best I've seen, um, you know, and, and I was there for some dark times where, you know, things aren't going well for guys and everyone was still pulling from the same rope. No one was going off doing their own thing or asking for a trade. Not that I knew of anyway, asking for a trade, trying to get out of there. Guys are wanting to figure it out themselves. And, um, you know, I respected every guy in that locker room. And um, yeah, like I said, I, I'm rooting for them big time. I respect the hell of that. That's awesome. Yeah, when things go so I'm turned around. Yeah. What's that? I said torch will get him turned around. Yep. Yeah. They, uh, they got like a YouTube show going on right now. What's that? And, uh, they got a YouTube show going on right now, Philly. Yeah, yeah I watched the second one today. The standard. And the, the, the boys didn't touch pucks for the first couple of days. They <laughs> <laughs> skated. Yeah, they would. I, I was talking to a bunch of them and they were like, it's it's a grind. And and they've been there since, I think they've been there since the 1st of September. Or, yeah, 1st yeah. of September. So, in a couple of weeks early grinding they're uh they're going to be ready to go and um 
Yeah, it, it makes sense. Like I think Tord said in that he's like, the only thing you can control is is if you're in shape or not. And you know, you, you see what he's done with teams and um, you know, taking teams that maybe haven't deserved to be in the playoffs to the playoffs. And I think with you know, him him at the helm and the the like they have a ton of skill there, like a ton of good players, a ton of guys that play hard. Uh you just hope they can stay healthy and and, and get it all figured out. Yeah. You missed him when you went to New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah had, I'm glad. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how well I would have been doing with that. <laughs> Who's your favorite coach that you've had? Um, I gotta say Gretzky, right? You have to. Yeah. Rander. Yeah. Uh, I'd say either, either, uh, Wayne or, uh, Dave Tippett. He, he was awesome. Um, you know, was a guy that kind of, when our team, when we were good, it was no offense, didn't want us to do anything offensively, just kind of get the puck in, grind teams down, play good defense. We had good goaltending with, uh, Briz Goloff and then Mike Smith. And, uh, you know, so it, it was one of those things where we just tried to win games 2-1, one nothing, and, uh, you know, maybe score one or two on the power play. And, and um, you know, I think for, for me that that was I, – I enjoyed playing for him. Uh, you know, he got he got a lot out of his guys. Um, you know, really good, you know, guy, especially, like, away from the rink, an unbelievable guy. His wife was awesome. Uh you know, would have guys over for dinner. Just a, just a really super nice guy. Awesome. Boy, should we go to our segment called questions from the gallery? I can't wait for this one. Yeah. All right. Sponsored by Rubberco. Rubberco was founded in 2021. We have tons to offer. We got rubber mats, rubber flooring, speed bumps, parking curbs, and so much more. You can follow us on social media at rubber.co. Check out the website at www.rubberco.com. And you can call as well, 306-541-9840. Keith and everyone else out there, think with your head and choose the right rubber. Is is that like for uh, like the garage? Like, because I'm trying to get like I'm trying to do a garage, like a gym garage. Oh yeah, like that that type of stuff. Okay, we'll we'll figure it out. Okay, guys, we're gonna do a sales picture now to Rubber Crow and Keith. All right. What was it? I didn't hear what you said. I don't. We're good. I was going to say, uh, everyone jump off the line here. We'll, we'll sell you some rubber. Yeah. Uh, okay. This question here, I've wanted to know for like 30 years. And I've only been around this, this world for 27. Uh, the, okay. Is it gray spray paint or is it primer? And you've done it forever. And I, I, I'm notorious for spray painting my stitch black, the odd time white, but I got to know, is it gray or is it primer? It's uh, it's platinum silver. And why? So remember the, um, looks sick it does look yeah. uh and huberto does it now too which is nice he uh oh, i used yeah. to have to do it for him because he would like he was like i don't know how to do this so i would do it for him but uh you like the dumb and dumber like, ah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he uh, always yeah if anyone walks by while i was doing that you'd always do that but uh <laughs> it started with um what was the easton stick it was like s uh, oh se no no 16 sl or S- the- it was like SC16. Silver and then red and then silver. Like, but they had like silver, blue, silver, whatever. So the one that I had was silver, red, silver, and Phoenix. And I just got used to looking at the silver. And then um, you know, then they stopped making those sticks. And then they'd come out with like they had a white one, I would spray paint a white one silver, and then they had a black one, I would spray paint that silver. Um, 
so it was just all, I just got used to looking down at silver and I, I still to this, if I went out and not that I would but if I went out and played street hockey in my neighborhood I wouldn't be able to look down and see like an all black stick I'd have to have it spray painted <laughs> so like, like how, many, so how many cans of paint would they bring on the road for you uh, they'd always be they'd always be two in the holster, and then um, I'd use <laughs> I'd use one I'd I'd use so one good. Yeah, but I was <laughs> I was very I mean you can ask any trainer that I had I was brutal, but um, it had to be a certain it had to be the certain kind uh, the certain and in like they had they had to like tape it up in towels on because when yeah. you flew it would like. Sometimes the air pressure would get different and the spray would come out differently. So I was, yeah, I was crazy about it, but it worked. I'm just picturing you coming, coming off a plane, you got your like coat and tie on and you've got like one, like a literal holster. Is your chaps on? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With silver spray paint on. Yeah. What's up boys? Um, Yeah, no, actually the first, the first few, first few years I remember in Phoenix, um, the trainer Stan Wilson, he was he was like, Oh, we can't fly with that spray paint. They'll have some on the road. I'm like, they won't have the one that I want. He's like, so I used to spray them and then put them back in the wrapper. Um, and then that got a little tedious. So I was kind of like, all right, let's just bring it, see what happens. So they would they had kind of had like a separate little compartment for it in the trunk and uh just kind of always had it ready for me. I love it. Perfect. Thank you. Got like NASA, NASA fucking technology boxes sitting there, like (laughs) keeping not pressurized. Yeah, certain temperature. You should have been like just like Mike Green. You're going on like Amazon to buy old sticks that they don't make anymore, so you play with them. Yeah, I know. And then who used to do it? Was it Patty Marlowe with the skates? Like he had the Uh, old whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Reeboks or whatever. Guys are crazy, and I'm one of them. Fire away, Rip. Uh, who's the best DJ in the room? All I'll time. Tell you, I'll tell you who the worst is, is Scott Lawton. Um, <laughs> this guy, man. Oh, my God. It was bad because he uh, he was one of my best buddies, too. He sat right next to me, and he just – all he would play was like – man, in the – the sound system in Philly was so loud and it was right by my ear. I'm like, he's like, dude, you're like 50 years old telling us to turn down the music. I'm like, man, I can't even concentrate. But uh, he was, he was definitely the worst. Joel Farabee was the best on Philly. Uh, always. He'd, he'd ask me like one or two songs like um, that I would like to hear. And, you know, he would always get them in for me. So he was, he was good to me with that best it, it was good back in the day it was fun when guys would just like there'd be a case of cds in the locker rooms like visiting room and you'd, you'd literally just put on a cd and have to listen to it front to back and there was a lot of nickelback being played back then Jock That's all. jams 2003 <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's the tune for you? what's that? that what are you are you a country or rap what are, what are you I'm, I'm rap yeah like strictly rap but not like not rap that's on on the radio like just you're you're a drake guy hey no not a drake guy no slob on my knob that's yeah <laughs> three six mafia yep that's my that's my stuff wu-tang clan wu-tang yep uh every i mean all like the 90s biggie uh eminem is one of my favorite the old school little wayne stuff um you know just kind of a little bit of everything big pun big. everything <laughs> these young pups don't get it man no Tori, you're up. all right uh 
who's the most underrated forward and D-man in the league right now, or I guess in the previous year that you played against, that, that we really don't talk about? I'll give you one on D, and it's uh, Travis Sanheim from in, in Philly. This guy is a stud, and yeah. he – I don't know if he just doesn't know it yet, but to his – like he does, he never gets power play time. He doesn't ask for it. Like he's not really a guy that's, he gets all of his points five on five. He's a horse, like plays 25, 30 minutes a night, skates like the wind. Um, you know, he, I think he is so good and so underrated. Uh, he, he's one of my favorites uh, right now. I'd take he's him on my team any day. I, uh, I was line mates with oh, this yeah. twin brother and junior. Really? Yeah, it's so funny. Like, like, uh travis is huge he's a huge d-man and then taylor's like fucking five foot nine just a little runt it's hilarious really? oh that stinks uh <laughs> did he make it or did he play at all or? uh taylor played the dub for a bit and then i played with him in penticton and they shut yeah. her down became a farmer yeah that works he also yeah. he also said his uh his home golf course um you have to rake the green have you ever heard of it <laughs> Oh, yeah. where's where's we got some Alcorn, Alcorn, Manitoba. Alcorn, yep. He yeah. showed me photos of it. You rake where you're gonna hit it on the green, <laughs> and you putt. I'm like, that's yeah. not cool. He, he takes his finger and draws a line to the hole, so he just putts yeah. it. <laughs> um, and forward wise, um, for the last five years, I said Barkov, but now I think he's he's past that. Every everyone knows what he can bring. Um. Thank you. You know who I really like is that kid uh, is Pavel Zaka. He just got traded to the Bruins. I think he's going to have a really good year. Um, I think he's a, he's a good player. He's, you know, maybe I don't, I don't even know what he's, but I, I skated with him in the summers the last couple of years and he, he's big, he's strong. He can shoot the puck. I, I think he's going to have a really good year this year. Love it. Keith, my buddy has a question. He said, "Heard he's heard heard from my buddy who's friends with Nolan Patrick. You and uh, you and Hazy walking down the street, and this guy is clearly has he has his hands full with the couch. Would you ask him?" <laughs> no. So I used to, I still do it to this day. But anytime someone has like their hands full, I just always like you know for waiters like carrying something, I always just say, "Excuse me, do you know what time it is?" Just so they like. <laughs> and, like <laughs> Just like, just like some guys like try to look for their phone like, look. serious like i got i got i was i was at my cousin's wedding a couple of weeks ago and one of the guys had like legit two trays carrying i'm like excuse me sir do you know what time it is and he was like, like just panic like put down he's like oh it's 9 30 i was like oh, okay thanks um but yeah we were coming out we were coming out of a starbucks and it was in new york and two guys uh Two guys were carrying a couch. It was freezing out, and two guys were carrying this big old leather couch. And uh, I was like, "Excuse me, sir, do you know what time it is?" And he was like, "Should be fucking help." Sorry, I don't know if you can swear or not. He's like, "You should yeah, be yeah. helping." Yeah, you should. You should be helping me with this right now. And I was like, "Oh, sorry, gotta go to work." Because uh, <laughs> we were going to a game. It was right, and Hazy was like, "What is wrong with you?" I don't know. But I still, I still do it. While we're chatting, uh, do you know where the uh, entrance is to MSG? That's where I work. To MSG? No, didn't you say it was in New York? Sorry. Maybe oh, yeah, yeah. Just... It was. It was, uh, yeah, we were coming out of like a star. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean, though. Yeah. As I'm walking there with my game jersey on. 
Turner. Where did, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna go again. Where did Sonk come from? So we used to we used to say. Uh, remember, everyone, I don't know. You guys might be too young. You'll remember. Remember, everyone used to say Psych. Yep. So it would just it turned from Psych to Sonk when we were in high school. It was me and Ray Bork's son, uh, Chris Bork, were the kind of the ones that got it to got it going and. It was it was something like our whole high school said it. So it was like uh you know, it was kind of one of those things that everyone just said. Now everyone just screams it at you. I think the best one yeah. was when you guys were playing that sandbagger and Biz hits that putt, and then your putter, like I had never seen someone hold a putter <laughs> with like with, with the face in their hand, and you're just like shonk. And <laughs> that one went viral, but I, I might have rewatched that video like hundreds of times, just the way like <laughs> <laughs> have you pups do you do you guys know psych have you guys ever heard that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay you know, psych one of those yeah. i think another all-time one-liners that's imagine cheering for a fucking tie in the sandbagger yeah holy fuck they're so funny man all time rip right, right. i don't got much here no i got one all right I'll go. Yeah, keep I'll go ahead, uh, Tori. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you you brought it up. In the background? Yeah, who is that? His name's Kush for Cushing. <laughs> Kush. Him... Hey, Kush. Oh, there's Kush. Yeah. Cushing. That's cool. Um, Keith, I wanted to ask about. Oh, you brought it up last time. Or no, I saw a clip of it. Yeah, like you're super polite, hey? Like you, like, you say thank you to like goaltenders. Like, is it? Oh, is, yeah. that a, is that is that a normal thing or like? You know, mid game, you're just like, thank you. Yeah, I would always just anytime. I think it started with like Mike Smith because he always he stopped everything behind the net. You know, he was so good at it. Um, and he he's another reason why you didn't miss a lot of games in Phoenix because if he got yeah. the puck, he was like a third defenseman, so he would snap it out for you. And um, no, it's just I, I was thankful for him to not have to go back all the time and have to get you know, ran through the the glass. So, um, you know, I just started saying thank you to him. And then um, I remember, I think it was like Mike McKenna, like a, like a call-up guy, um, you know, journeyman goalie, great guy. But he, he was kind of the first guy who was like, dude, did you just say thank you to me on the ice? I'm like, yeah. And um, yeah, just, I don't know, just being polite, good manners. I love it. Tori? Uh, did you watch WWF as a kid? Oh, lived for it. Who was your favorite? Give me, give me, give me top three, actually. Top three. So my all-time favorite is actually not a WWF guy. Um, can you guess it? Sting. That's my number one. Yeah, Sting. Thank you. One point. Good call. Uh, two. I dressed up as Sting for Halloween, probably. Well, last year, the year before. No, I'm just kidding. Um, probably for seven years straight from like 12 to, yeah. But uh, Undertaker was up there. Uh, he was probably my number two. And then I loved X-Pac, like the one, two, three kid, X-Pac. Yeah, D-Generation, I loved them. Um, but Ladies might- and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Oh, Sorry. Man. Jesus. This was Tori's like most exciting thing about today. He's like, yeah, yeah what if he's a badass Billy Gunn? He's me sitting eating supper tonight. He's like, hey, telling his wife how he talked about WWF with you. Yeah. Well, awesome. I'll, I'll tell you what brings that up is I've been, I've, been, I've started getting hooked on this A&E biography. Uh, WWF. Yeah. I've Have you been watching it. that? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're so good. Can't you know, which one, you know which one was my favorite? And I didn't know. I mean, obviously I remembered him, but uh, Booker T. His was probably oh, a, yeah. I haven't watched that one. Awesome. Yeah. It's but, it's sad but interesting, like seeing how many of these guys end up like really mentally and physically and drug wise like banged up like yeah like they it's live a, that's a hard life man yeah anyways sorry <laughs> didn't want remember, to take it to remember that the guy uh remember gang grill he was like no a i don't he had like vampire teeth he was with like triple h when triple h first started oh yeah, yeah okay i know who you're talking about now uh he might have had like different names but he uh he lives in florida nice he lives in florida i've met him a few times and i'm just like He's like, dude, the toll, like those guys, they drove everywhere. They would, you know how big they are. There'd be five guys in like a Toyota Camry driving from, you know, Tampa to Dallas. It's just like their, their lifestyle was a grind, but uh, I, I loved it. I, um, I used to rent all the, the, the VHSs when they would come out and watch all the, the, the pay-per-views whenever I could. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun growing up. That is awesome. Tori, I want you to do uh, your Brian Yandel impersonation. And the reason why I say this is because one time I had a buddy of mine, he's so gullible. I was like, hey, I put I put Tori's name in my phone as Keith Yandel. This is like a year ago. And I'm like, hey, call this guy. So he calls me and does like, I, I think it's Brian Yandel, the, the, um, the voice he's going to do. But he's like, that's Keith Yandel. You have his number. Like, you talk to him all the time. I'm like, yeah, we're buds. Fucking right. So Tori, <laughs> do, do the BY. Uh, Keith, Keith, don't laugh because it's going to be terrible. It, this is not even you. It's actually BY. But the, it's the story on Chicklets when you guys were on the West Coast wagon tour. And he's like, oh, yeah, we yeah. had this buddy, String Bean. He had an old Toyota 4Runner called the Kosovo Mobile. <laughs> I swear to God, a family of squirrels came out of a bag of Doritos what was the other? Oh, there was a pack of Jolly Ranches. He's like, it'll be all right, BY. We'll get there. Don't worry about it, BY. We'll get there. Who's That's a string? Who, who, who is String Bean? Let's hear about String Bean. String Bean's my uh, he's my best friend, my best friend in the world. Um, oh, I love that. He's one of my one of my daughter's godfather, uh, godfather. He's he's been my right hand man since we were babies, but uh. He actually he's a he's a scout for uh for the Montreal Canadiens. Nice. That is perfect. So yeah, he's not yeah. in the Kosovo mobile anymore. The thing is, he still drives the Kosovo. He has, but he he gets like a new one every year. He gets a new forerunner, like whatever, every two years. Oh, okay. He's, yeah, yeah. But he he had his best car before that was uh he had like a Honda Civic. Um and I I swear to God, we would drive this thing. We would put maybe seven dollars worth of gas in it, and we would drive for weeks. Like you didn't have to fill this thing with gas; it was unbelievable. And uh, was it was it you or Brian telling the story about the uh, driving down like some small road? I think it was Brian talking about the Kosovo mobile, like turning up the volume. Oh gently. no, that was yeah, yeah, that was me. That, that was, was okay. Yeah, we were uh, we were late for. Um, because we were in high school, we had a practice out on New Year's Day. So we were out New Year's Eve night and then we were driving to practice and we were driving down side roads. Just he was good. I looked, I fell asleep and I looked up and I saw the speedometer. We were going like 80 miles an hour on the side roads. And I look at him and he's out cold sleeping. <laughs> and I'm like, 
oh boy, we're done. Like, this is it. And I just turned the music up a little bit and he was just like, oh, he's like, oh, we're almost here. <laughs> Kid's the best. He's the best. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, though, how good was that impersonational? That was a nine. I'll give that a nine. That was good. Oh shit. I was going to be happy with six. No, no, that was really good. Can I do, can I do my last question here? You betcha. And we'll let Actually, you. super, super quick. How honored were you to win funniest player? in that anonymous NHLPA vote. Was that an actual thing? Yeah, I think so. You were rated funniest player. You didn't award for that? <laughs> no. No, it's not. No, you it's just like. in your contract? <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I didn't even know. So, yeah. Okay. Very but grateful. The, but, yeah. <laughs> Hang a plaque. But, uh. My my last question is your favorite rink and city to play in, like as a visitor. Yeah, Chicago. Oh, for both. Yeah. For both, yeah. The we played them in playoffs one year, and that building was buzzing, like from the anthem on, warm ups, everything. And then one of my favorite cities. Uh, I, I actually I want to get out there in the summertime. I've never been when really the weather's nice, but uh, great restaurants, nice people. Um, that's probably my favorite city to go to. And then I, I think Nashville is probably too. Oh yeah. Keith, last question, I think, and then we'll, you know, we'll let you go, but don't leave after we're done here. But one piece of advice you would give a young listener today, you know, obviously you play a long time in the, in the national league, but not only hockey, but you know, life work, uh, you know, obviously to be successful, but uh, you know, just, just some advice for a young listener. I think the the biggest thing, the best advice I ever got, and it's it's simple, and I'm sure everyone's heard heard it a million times. I uh, I had this coach Peter Muse, um, one of my good friends' dad, just you know playing house hockey, and uh, he he just said, uh, you know, whatever whatever you do, just always have fun with it. And he was like, and if you're not having fun, stop doing it. And um, you know, for me, it was kind of the same. Anything that I do is you know, I'm not going to do it if I'm not having fun. It's kind of one of those things where, uh, you know, for me, if, if I'm having a good time, I'm, I'm going to have a really fun time, but, um, you know, if you're not having a good time, just let it be. That's why I stopped going to school. Cause I wasn't having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. College dropout. Yeah. High school. All righty. There <laughs> it is. Uh, episode 130, Keith Yandel, uh man you made uh us come back to do a podcast even better today so i appreciate you coming on i had, I had a lot of laughs i think turner and tori and myself enjoyed it we hope you enjoyed it as well yeah thanks a lot thanks for having me guys i appreciate it last melt distilleries spring seasonal releases are here they have a ton of great options for this spring and summer like hibiscus lime vodka sweet tea vodka local coconut vodka, and local watermelon vodka. With the nice weather coming, it's time to get out on the patio and enjoy a taste of Saskatchewan from Last Mountain Distillery, Saskatchewan's first micro distillery. Keep an eye out for the ready-to-drink beverages, raspberry mojito, gin fizz, and mango seltzer, which are coming soon. Can't make it out to the distillery in Lumsden? No problem. Their products are available online or at most retailers across the province. Head to lastmountaindistillery.com to learn more.
episode 130. We are back and finished. 130. We take a little break. You thought we were down and out, but nope, we come back stronger than ever with KY Jelly, KY3, Hey Yandel. Oh. For the 2019 St. Louis Blues. Yeah, exactly. We're down and out, but we came back hard at the deadline. Yeah. And we found the guy, Keith Yandel, and he did not disappoint on, on my end. I don't know what you guys thought. I thought he was great. I thought he was funny. He was he was Keith Yandel. No song. Keithy boy. He didn't sonk us. We thought he was going to sonk us. He might have been a couple minutes late to the to the party. He pulled out uh he pulled That's out all right. Computer not working, but hey, figured it out. And we got him on. Boys, quickly though, what are our thoughts on the interview overall? Tori. Uh he doesn't have an email address and I respect the hell out of that cuz I hate email, so. Well, no, he does. It's just his computer didn't work. Anyways, to, uh, Turner, your thoughts on the podcast? I found him so funny. I was telling this to Coach when you weren't even in here. You're on the wrong link. Um, Shocker. I was like, man, I was like, I was trying not to laugh the whole time. And he would like say shit like I wouldn't find that funny if someone else said it. But when he'd say it, I'd fucking just start laughing. He says it's so damn dry. Like, yeah. Well, like, even like the, the one instance there, he was talking about like, I was just telling, you know, Turner again when you were on the wrong link. Um, he was like, yeah, I, I was him for Halloween, like last year, the year before, before that, before that. And he's like, no, I'm just kidding. But like, it wasn't, but I, I didn't like understand what he's saying until he started laughing. Like, oh, I, like he was making a joke about it, but he just has like, I don't know what it is. Like, he's just funny as shit. Now I, I wanted to delivery, ask, like, delivery yeah, like, is was, crucial. I was going to say, Hey, like, how do you get so good at one liners? But like this, you can't. That. I feel like he's born with that. He's then, so quick. And then he said about, there was numerous times that I was like laughing. I didn't laugh out loud because I didn't want to be the ha 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 guy. But you, fuck, he was there, good. I would give you full credit though, and I, you know, thanks Drew for doing that for me. But you should say, but uh, he gave you a nine out of ten by impersonation. I was it's shocked with that. That's Hall of Fame stats. I mean, you put me on the spot, so I wasn't fully expecting it. So. I was very nervous, first of all, looking at his terrific beard, but yeah, no, I, I thought I gave it about a 6.5. I think I did way better when I did it to uh, Kozak. I love how he like loved that. Like I changed to that's what Foley used to do. He would like prank call any shellers and I changed uh, your number in my phone to Keith Yandel and called yeah. it. like, you have Keith, you're buddies. And this is a year ago prior to even meeting Keith. So, uh, no, more or less, though, he was great today. I thought he was awesome. He's funny. He was exactly what I expected. Uh, and in, not only on the ice, he's a polite guy, but, man, like, he just shows his kind of, you know, his character, who he is. So. Uh, oh, he stayed on for an hour with us. Yeah. He said 35. Like, yes, sir. He's got, like, 70 bananas in the bank, and he gave us an hour. Like, that. that's Kind of tells you about what kind of guy he is. Yeah. What's his dog's name? Kush. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Little freaking rat Maltese. Dude, for the rest of the night, Tori's going to be snuggling with Bugaboo. <laughs> I'm the man. I made KY laugh. I made him laugh more than you guys did. Disagree. He probably thought you were RA. 
with a hat on. He probably thought you were RA in the, in the podcast. Because yeah. I'm wearing a hat? Because I don't have the worst haircut ever and then a mullet? <laughs> nine and a half. That was good. Was good. Mullets are sick, though, so suck it. I mean, I'm, I'm not time. judging the mullet. The mullet yeah. looks good. I'm I'm calling his like that's he's got the douche cut. That, oh, you can't but that's that. fine. Can't say that. Uh, bag. Oh, sorry, the cush cut. This is sick. How about that? This is a sick haircut. I cut my hair the other day. RA. Like, if you would have pulled it off, ah, like, oh, right. back on. <laughs> like, ah. there's a few times today your hat was laid down. I'm like, RA. And, and I want him to be like Yeah, I wanted him to call you RA. That's not a bad thing. He's cool. He's rich. Rear Admiral. I'm not rich, but I I haven't spent a dime on a haircut in about ten years. Zip it myself. My wife gives me the little touch up around the ears. Boom! It's like free. It's awesome. As long as you like it. Uh, episode. Oh, <laughs> that was well. That's that's maybe the funniest thing you've ever said in your life. Hey, I'm proud of you. That was I was learning from Keith there. Hey, you know who does that? You want know him doing right now? Who does that? Lugs does it all the time. Oh yeah, singer. <laughs> all right. Okay. What, what else do we got here? I, I got a couple grinds my gears. Okay, let's get them going here because I, I gotta get one. Okay, so I, I've actually got two. One is serious. One is is literal. You know what grinds my gears is these people on either Facebook or Instagram that will request your friend or follow you or whatever, and they've got like four followers and they follow about 16,000 people they're clearly like some fake something what are they doing who like what are they trying to get out of that I don't don't know I don't don't get it just a bot robot okay just a bot sorry I'm not young and hip and with it but it's so dumb and especially the ones on Facebook it's always some like rocket with like double D's anyways (laughs) uh Second thing that grounds my gears that was that hurricane was that went through Florida. I can't believe I didn't ask Keith how he made it through that kind of thing. But so shout out to anyone listening in Florida, which should be about nobody. But um, it sucks for those those people down there, man. That's oh, it's horrible. You guys probably haven't been through one, but it's it ain't pretty. It's yeah, awful. Too many hurricanes in Saskatchewan. No, no, it's but on a serious note, it's it's brutal. It is shitty. Yeah, even like out east, my uh, one of my teammates is from Montreal, and he played in Cape Breton, so there's like his billet families and stuff like that are just torched right now. Yeah, no, it's 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 a very very terrible thing. Like I thought it was bad, and we had like a a flood of shit in my garage. That's nothing compared to your house being just blown apart. Yeah. So, anyways, Funny hurricanes one grind my gears. Okay. Would, did we do oh, the non-serious one yet? That was the one prior. Yeah, the stupid the Instagram bots. Oh yeah. Short memory now. Fuck tired. Alrighty, episode one hundred and thirty, brought to you by all our great sponsors. You can't name all. TaylorMade, Last Mountain, Molson, uh, Divots. Timberstone, um, Cutter and Buck, Cutter and Buck, Cowboy. Thursday. There it is. We're done. Episode one thirty. We will be there back. Is. I promise. Tori and Turner, and myself, will be hard on getting more guests. <laughs> Working hard on getting more we guests. Got, yeah, we got away with words. 
Otori was hard. Yeah, he was. Uh, that podcast is brought to you by KY Jelly. Um, that's it. Boys, anything else before we go here? Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Turner, good luck this week in the games. Stormer back at home opener. Yeah, let's let's get let's get the the points above the PIMS. Unless you're gonna be a goon out there, then get crank those PIMS up. I'm working guys out there. What's that? Yeah, I'm working guys out there. Well, crank up the PIMS then. Make a name. See what All happens. Right, I'll talk. Coach knows that. Yeah. You find a way. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Go Flames. Roll Tide. Go Storm. Hope everyone enjoyed Keith Yandel as much as we did. Talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.